Welcome to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and talk about our favorite topic, ourselves. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And today, we are transformed back to 2009, because we're covering the bling ring. And we're transformed back to 2009 with the outfit that you've put together today. It really takes me back. It's haunting. The skinny (laughs) scarf really tells a tale. Thank you. I was so inspired by this movie, Chelsea. We have been dabbling in Pretty Wild on the Patreon. And like, it was a fun moment in time, but I felt like I joined the movement too late. Like, I couldn't really get into it because now she's an adult with two kids and telling people not to do drugs. So I was like, this isn't really when I was supposed to be finding Alexis in my life. But this movie changed all of that. I think I was 23 in 2009. I feel like I'm 23 all over again. Skinny scarves. I looked on eBay to see if I could find a little fedora. Oh, no. Not for this recording, just for life. Oh, I knew what you meant. (laughs) I knew it wasn't going to be a bit for this recording because you've told us many times over the years how you're just waiting in the wings for the puka shell to come back. And I feel like it's only a hop, skip, and a jump. There is a puka shell to fedora hat pipeline. Mm -hmm. The same type of guy is going to be rocking both. So I did wear puka shells to the S Club 7 concert, but my problem was I also wore a white shirt, so nobody could even tell. Kind of like wearing a butt plug to work. Like, nobody knew except me. That's all that needed to know. If a tree falls in the forest, can you hear it? If you wear a butt plug to work, is it really there? Time will tell. When you go to the bathroom, you'll find out. But anyway, anyway, we are here to talk about the bling ring. So let me take off my glasses and really get ready. This movie came out June 21st, 2013. It was, you guessed it, a Friday. And I think this is the first in cutie history, Chelsea. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have the memory of Rain Man, so you'll probably remember. But Simultaneously, Rain Man and Dory from Finding Nemo. (laughs) The number one song in the United States and the UK was the same song on June 21st. And that song was Blurred Lines. Whoa, Robin Thicke really took over the world whether they wanted it or not. Those lines were blurred. (laughs) And it really enrages me that I am able to pull from my catalog in this manner. And yet this morning I spent 20 minutes looking for a phone that was in my left hand. (laughs) We have had this happen before once before and it was when Candle in the Wind was at the top of the charts. But this is the first time that... It wasn't tied to a death. Yeah, but it is tied to another travesty, Robin Thicke. (laughs) When you put it like that. Monsters University was top of the box office with this movie coming in at number 11. And then on TV, Who Done It and Devious Maids premiered, making two big parts of my personality. I remember those days like they were yesterday. Did you watch either of them? No. no. Who Done It was just like Traders, except it was so much better. Better than Traders? Well, here's the thing. I wish the people playing traitors were playing who done it because it was the same kind of setup there was a killer in your midst you had to figure out who it was the killer killed one person an episode and then everyone voted whatever but the big gimmick was they had production studios on their side so whoever was killed had to like reenact a death 
So, like, let's say Phaedra was killed that episode. She would go upstairs, go to her room, and then hear a noise and open the closet, and, like, a cannon would shoot her out the window. <gasps> okay, that's <laughs> it kind was of so iconic. cool. But it only lasted one season. And then a documentary aired in the UK about Wesley Warren Jr., who, I don't know if you know him, Chelsea, I certainly didn't, but he is a man with scrotal elephantitis <gasps> whose testicles <laughs> enlarged and weighed 130 pounds. 130 pounds uh-huh. of testicles? Yeah, it didn't fit in his pants, obviously. So he had to wear a hoodie upside down on his dick. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We uh-huh. couldn't have made that a Project Runway challenge. We had to make that <laughs> poor man wear an upside down hoodie. Oh, yeah. Why not? No. I think that was a South Park episode, though, where everybody's balls became enlarged because of like cell phone rays or something and they all started hopping around on their balls <laughs> like those little those little bouncy balls you can get at the grocery yeah, store the ones that we used to do in gym class with uh-huh. the little things that you could hold on to but they were just bouncing around town on their balls <laughs> why were they at the grocery store yours used to have that right like that big like tower yeah i think probably because they were like oh kids are here and they hate their lives and at some point these poor mothers are going to hit their breaking point and they're going to say, fine, fuck it. Let's get you a bouncy ball. And then they will try to get one bouncy ball and the tower will fall and all of the bouncy balls will go everywhere. <laughs> Truly a terrible design. But what's not a terrible design is bouncing on your own balls. That South Park episode, I would do it in a second. You may recall my sister used to kick me in the dick as practice. I do recall that. I wish that I would stop remembering. I wish you would stop bringing it up. I would like to forget. I want to know, before we talk about the movie itself, we have been covering Pretty Wild on the Patreon. And that show, were you involved, not involved with the bling ring, but were you interested in the bling ring as Pretty Wild was on? Or did you come into it a little bit later? I came into it slightly after. So I didn't catch Pretty Wild right when it was airing, Mm. but it was within that like year mark of it coming out. And then as I was watching Pretty Wild, then of course I'm me. So I was just going down the rabbit hole. Mm. Then Alexis got out and then she didn't follow the terms of her probation. And so I was very much involved like as it was happening. And then I since have consumed like everything having to do with the bling ring and Pretty Wild Mm -hmm. because Alexis really disappeared for a while. Like she was not in the public eye whatsoever. She then took like a 10 year break and then reintroduced herself to society. And I listened to her podcast until she stopped doing that as well. Like I am a close follower of it all. So I saw this movie and then had no interest in ever getting roped up in anything else. I was like a fictionalized account is more than enough for me. Don't need documentaries. Don't need textbooks. Nothing. But... Now that we rewatch this as I'm watching Pretty Wild, I am very much interested in the case itself. Oh, Donnie, your true crime girly era. (laughs) Well, I still don't think I would get into like murder and stuff. Yeah. I'm not watching American Nightmare like you want me to, but if it has to do with high school students in skinny scarves and Ugg boots stealing from Paris Hilton, maybe I'll get involved. I'm going to talk a lot of shit about this movie, but... Why? Because it's bad. It's a bad movie, Donnie. It is not. Are you fucking with me? No, it's truly art. Okay, well, let me give my compliment before I tell you why you're just wrong. (laughs) 
This movie does a great job of capturing that moment in time, like the music, the wardrobe, all of the references, like that one cut of Audrina on the red carpet giving interviews about dating Justin Bobby. Mm. Donnie, this movie is so bad. I don't know how they made robbing Paris Hilton's house boring. What didn't you like about it? What was boring to you? Everything. No. For it being an hour and a half, it felt so slow. The pacing was so weird. The acting was horrible. <laughs> this movie is so bad, Don. No, it's so good, actually. I want to tell the cuties, if today's episode makes you laugh or cry or scream at Chelsea because her opinions are wrong, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. A five-star review is the easiest way to help us grow our audience and our community. Now, normally, we leave it there, but since this does tie into our Patreon, I'll also leave a Patreon plug. We are covering Pretty Wild on Patreon. Patreon.com slash I am the cute one. Now a little background information on this movie. It was written and directed by Sofia Coppola. And that's why I don't even know how you are saying it's a bad movie, Chelsea. Sofia Coppola creates art. I love her. I well, love her other movies. But you know what? We all are due for a stinker now and again. I mean, look at me in this podcast. I'm a star and somehow... This is your stinker. This episode. No, you are my stinker. <laughs> no, I knew what you were trying to say. I had to beat you to it. So uh-huh. Sophia Kavala also was behind The Virgin Suicides, Marie Antoinette, The Beguiled. So basically anything Kristen Dunst is in, she is behind. Mm-hmm. And then she also made the Priscilla movie. Kristen Dunst was in this too. Yeah, she was. She did a cameo in the club. That's because her and Sophia are like that. Do they have a blood oath or something? They must. <laughs> so the movie cost $8 million to make and it made $20 million. So more than double. Wow. Roger Ebert said nothing because he was dead when the movie R. was R. made. Yeah. Lucky him. That needs to stop. <laughs> you have five more times to say the movie's bad. I'll even let you ignore my rules and do six. <laughs> so generous. Thank you, Donnie, for letting me ignore the rules that you've set for me. I'm going to add a countdown. Ding. The problem is, and I will get myself together, I watched this movie this morning and it like legitimately mm. put me in a bad mood. It was so bad. I'm like grumpy right now because this movie was so bad. Okay, I'm going to get it together now. I wish I lived closer to you because I think if we watched the movies together, it would change our experience. And then you could still hate it, but in a fun way. Whereas if you're alone, believe me, I understand you made me watch some real crap. (laughs) (laughs) Watching it alone isn't fun. Yeah, because you just stew in it. And then I start getting angry. And I know you have had this experience too. You start getting angry at me for picking the movie. I start getting angry at you. But I will say say my day is already turned around because when you logged on in that skinny scarf I did say okay fuck I do love this guy look at him in his little scarf well thank you you know what's really crazy about this skinny scarf is it's not vintage my mom bought me this like within two years for Christmas this is not even two years old and I can't find it right now but there is a pocket for cell phones. You can just unzip it, put your cell phone in it, and carry it around your neck. seems like it could be a weapon. <laughs> there are two taglines. Oh, what am I going to make you do today? Leave a turd in someone's bathroom. Oh, yeah. Or jerk off in Orlando Bloom's bed. Because they didn't say they did it, but I know they did it. Okay. <laughs> so your two options are leave a turd in someone's bathroom or jerk off in Orlando Bloom's bed. So your first tagline is living the dream one heist at a time. Turd. 
turd in the bathroom. Sorry, Rachel Bilson. (laughs) The second one that you are jerking off in Orlando's bed to is if you can't be famous, be infamous. Yes, I picked right this Yeah, I love that one. That's going to be on my tombstone. (laughs) A little bit of trivia that I'm giving you now, but then I have a lot of trivia in this episode. Like this episode is going to make me feel smart by the end. Number one, prior to shooting, Sofia Coppola made the cast rob a house to see what mistakes they would naturally make. And, like, it was her friend's house. The friend knew it was going to happen, whatever. But, like, she wanted to see if they, like, left fingerprints or broke a window or whatever. I bet that Emma Watson was really good at it. You think? Because she's so smart. Like, she hated it and it was against her spirit. But I bet that she could get away with it. Wow. Crime. And that's also, cuties, the only nice thing she's going to say about Emma Watson this whole episode. You know, this is a misnomer. Does that mean? Disclaimer? No, misnomer isn't that, like, people think something but it's wrong. I don't know. Maybe that was a misnomer about the phrase misnomer. But this is the thing. I talk so much shit about Emma Watson's acting choices, and I'm not going to give it away for those new cuties who are tuning in. But I love her as a person, and I love her in certain films, Harry Potter being one of them. I just feel like she sometimes needs to be aware of her own human limitations, and I'll just leave it there for now. Okay. The names of those involved were changed, obviously, for legal reasons, but then also because Sofia Coppola didn't want to make those hungry for fame more famous than they already were. She maybe could have thought of that before doing a really glamorized version of the story, but I do appreciate the intent behind it. I loved it. So... Before we get to the movie, Chelsea, what character, if any, do you identify as? Okay, so I hate this woman so much in real life, mm. but Leslie Mann's portrayal <laughs> of the mom, Andrea, number one, perfection. She was the best part of this movie, definitely the uh-huh. best actress, but I do resonate a little bit with Andrea. I'm a little more hands-on. I am a little bit more involved in my daughter's day-to-day lives but I also do have a crystal altar in the center of my house and my girls have recently both been telling their teachers that I'm a witch and that I know things (coughs) so I feel like my power of manifestation and believing in the secret it does rub off in a very unhinged manner the way (laughs) Andrea the mother of this bling ring posse is What about you? I am a hybrid because I do think I'm Mark. I would absolutely get roped into this in a New York minute. And I love a skinny scarf. However, I would run these bitches. I would not be at the scene of the crime after the first time. I would tell them where to go. I would get them the address and then say, scamper off, ladies. And they would bring me their findings like little pack rats. So that's where I'm Rebecca adjacent. And she didn't do that, but that's her mistake. I think if you were doing it now, you would definitely be the Rebecca in the situation. But I think back then, if you had the chance to be in with the plastics and they said, hey, I need you to drop a deuce in Rachel Bilson's. But you were also afraid of getting in trouble. So yeah, I don't know. So now? Now I would. Now I would drop that deuce. I would. Now I would. And in 2009, I would. Like if I met them when I was 23 and they were in high school, I would run those bitches ragged. <laughs> <laughs> Please no one pull that clip out of context. (laughs) Mark's entire, and his real name is Nick Prugo Uh in real life. But even seeing him in later documentaries, you guys had a very similar style evolution. We did. The only thing, this is Quinn's hat. The only thing is I never did trucker hat. So I do normally wear my baseball hats backwards in real life. But to get the trucker hat, like, 
image, I had to wear it this way. But now that I did it this way and I think I look good, number one, I'm going to wear it like this the rest of the episode. Number two, probably won't make eye contact with you again for the rest of the hour. I was just about to say that we can all say goodbye to Donnie. I'm going to be talking and he's just going to be making little kissy faces. Yeah. (laughs) So on that note, let's go to a cutie who has been dying to get on the show to give us a one minute synopsis. Oh, hello, cuties. Me, Cookie Monster, here to tell you plot of Bling Ring. Six teens with privilege break into homes of adults with privilege. That's all. Me done. Me could never steal unless it cookies. Wow, thank you. Remarkable. Yeah. Where do we go from there? To the movie, of course. So our movie begins with the bling ring in the middle of a break-in, before we flash to how it all began. And I'll just say, this kind of ties into my capitalism idea from like a month ago, but Uh doing this looks so much fun. They really sold it. They did sell it. And I understood that first time of the thrill and the rush and the excitement, but After a while, don't you think it would get boring? Yes, which is why I would make those bitches work for me. (laughs) However, I will say, if I were to rob a house, whether it's the first or the 50th, I saw someone carrying a painting out of there, and I would not waste my time carrying art out. Well, also, just from a resale perspective, that's very difficult. You're going to try to pass it off, or you're going to try to sell it somewhere. It needs to be a little more nondescript than just (laughs) carrying out a giant wall painting. If I were to steal art from a famous person... I think it would be the horse from the Brady Bunch. Okay. I have no need for any other kind of art. Sure. Yeah. If it's a once in a lifetime piece like the horse from the Brady Bunch, then mm-hmm. certainly you do you. <laughs> Thank you. What would you steal if you could only steal one thing from a famous person? What would it be? Mm. I would also steal. I changed my mind. So that's what art I would steal. And I know I asked you a question, but uh-huh. let me answer first. Right now, Donnie's flexing into the camera, making kissy faces, peace signs. He's looking at that backwards hat, and he said, my co-host who? <laughs> I took my headphones out so I don't even hear you. It's just me looking at myself in a little digital mirror. <laughs> so if I stole art, it would be the horse from the Brady Bunch. But then if I stole anything in the whole world, it would be Princess Diana's fuck you dress. Ooh, which I would immediately good. rip when I tried to put it on. Yeah, maybe I would steal Kim Kardashian's stolen Marilyn Monroe dress, the one that she ripped, then I would rip trying to put it on my body and circles become circles. A little Russian nesting doll of ruining history. There's not anything like specific that I would want to get from any one celebrity, except for maybe I would steal Emma Watson's voice. How Ursula of you. Okay. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Your hints are just quickly not even existing. I'm like the bling ring. I think I'm being sneaky, but I'm not getting away with it. But everybody knows. You're just fully posting it on Facebook. Also, I've been saying it for the past 120 episodes (laughs) of I Am the Cute One. But there could be a new cutie. God save their soul. Sofia Coppola herself could be listening. Imagine. She's tuning in. She's like, oh, I can't wait to hear the discussion (laughs) on this film that I made. Well, that's what I'm here for. You can mute it every time you hear the other voice, Sophie. I wouldn't rob a house, though, because I do have some kind of morals. News to me. (laughs) And I think, I think what sold it for me was the soundtrack because when you see those kids rushing through that house mm-hmm. and you hear it just does something to me i've been listening to it non-stop since i watched the movie i feel like it's hauntingly close to that elusive brown note do you know about the brown note no what's that mean <laughs> people theorize that there is a certain octave that a note can hit 
that's called the brown <laughs> note. And if somebody hears that note, it makes you shit your <laughs> pants. Huh. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. After that little robbery scene, we are taken back to experience a typical morning in the life of Nikki, Sam, and Emily. Or, as Pretty Wild viewers or Patreon listeners know them as, Alexis, Tess, and Gabby. And okay, I'm going to give my disclaimer here because it's very rare that I know things. It's very Mm. rare that I have information floating around in this little brain of mine. So I have a lot of background information about like Bling Ring movie versus what actually happened. And I don't want to be repeating myself because I have said a lot of this already over on the Patreon. So I'm trying to avoid the same rants. But I want to know, what are your thoughts? Now that you've seen Pretty Wild, what are your thoughts on the casting, specifically of these three girls? Okay, so a few things. One, yes, let's try our best. It will be difficult, but let's try our best to only talk about what Sofia Coppola gave us. And if things slip out, they slip out. But that is what that is. The casting of the girls, I don't know why I'm trying to find nice words for it. I'm just going to say it. Uh Tess is not anywhere near as pretty as she needs to be. No, and just not even a factor. (laughs) And I like this actress. I think she's brilliant in American Horror Story. Actually, Mm -hmm. her best scene of this whole movie was the scene with the gun where she was able to play (gasps) a little bit cuckoo bird bananas. Mm -hmm. So if she had brought that energy the whole time, then maybe we would see that like duplicitous side of Tess. But the fact that they really did make Tess just like not a factor at all. So it was just such an odd choice to pick these two girls to play bad. At the time, and I'm going to get into this with my who would I cast in a reboot. But at this time in 2013, there were so many actresses playing bad good. Like Gossip Girl had just ended. We couldn't have gotten one of Uh. them. I would have, and this would have blurred lines too much, I think, and I don't even, she might have still been in prison, I don't even know, but I think Lindsay Lohan would have been a great test. I think Sarah Hyland would have been a good Ooh. Alexis. I do feel like they casted Mark and Rebecca, who are Nick Prugo and Rachel Lee. I feel like the oh. casting for them was actually pretty good. Yeah. And I think that in particular, Mark did a really great job, and you'll see this when you see the documentary, Donnie, but... He did a great job of portraying that, like, sheepish, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many Facebook followers I have. Because in that documentary, like, he's still to this day, he is, like, big mad that Alexis got all the credit. And he's like, no, it was me, bitch. Like, give me the attention and the following and the fame. What if I told you I knew that already? I watched it. The Bling Ring documentary? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The three-parter on Netflix. In secret? Yeah. I loved it. You did? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to talk about that on Patreon, too. Donnie, I'm so proud of you. I know. And just like that, in my best Carrie Bradshaw voice, and just like that, my bad mood was gone. (laughs) Oh, I should have told you that from the beginning. (laughs) It is true that I'm not watching American Nightmare, though. But I did watch all three parts of this, and Quinn had expressed interest in wanting to watch this, too, because he was, like, in and out of the room when I was watching Pretty Wild. So he said he wanted to watch that Netflix documentary. I watched it without him. But I did tell him I would wait to watch the Rachel Lee one on HBO. I haven't seen that one yet. (gasps) 
Oh, okay, great. Okay. We can watch that together, too. And I found, and I'm sure it's going to be even worse than this movie, but Lifetime, when the bling ring was actually, like, first happening, Lifetime made a movie, and Austin Butler plays Nick, and Sydney Sweeney plays the daughter of the detective. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty wild. (laughs) I see what you did. If she would have played Alexis Hurtas, I would have watched it immediately, but her playing, like, a who cares character... Who cares, exactly? (laughs) So, while the pretty wild girls start their day with Adderall, dry cereal, and a morning prayer, Mark shows up for his first day of school after being kicked out of his old school for having too many absences. There, he meets Rebecca, who invites him to a party at her house, where they share their dreams for the future, gush over celebrity fashion, and check cars. My car used to get checked all the time because I (gasps) always forgot to keep it locked. And now luckily I'm me, so there was nothing of value for people to ever get. It was like a couple of quarters or whatever. But it is very (laughs) humbling to come into your car and being like, oh, fuck, they came in again. They got me again. So that's on me. Like leaving your car unlocked, that's on me. But my poor cousin, she has the worst luck. And perhaps it is her karmic retribution from the mono shot incident of 2007. Mm, that'll do it. Her car has gotten broken into like over 20 times in different <laughs> cities she goes to in front of her own house. Like her car is constantly getting broken into. And then the bad luck doesn't just end there because she's also the person that when she goes on a trip, her flight's going to be canceled. Her flight will be delayed. She will be stuck in mm. some remote airport for upwards of two days. There's something about her luck in this world that things don't go well for her in those certain instances. But she recently has passed on the curse to me. (gasps) Because I know. No, the way you said it. She recently has passed on. (laughs) I thought you were just saying all this about a dead girl. (laughs) At least she does have bad luck. You should have started with that. Oh my God, cancel clear. I literally could not handle that. But it would be our lives to just drop another one. (laughs) Another one bites the dust. Anyway. (laughs) No, my cousin is with us. Always will be. Always will be. No, she's passed the curse on to me because when her sister had the bachelorette party, let's not forget my 24-hour stint in San Diego when they got Uh hit by the only hurricane they've been hit with in upwards of 100 years. When we were trying to evacuate that situation to get home to our children, I made the mistake because we were looking for flights and everything was being canceled. So my cousin was like, okay, I found two flights. I'm booking it. And she booked it on her credit card. She booked her flight and my flight. And that, Mm. I think, was the magic fairy dust to pass on the curse. Like just my luck with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. And it was like the (laughs) ring. I got the call seven days because... Since that point in time, my travel has been fucked and her travel has been fine. So I need to figure out a way to book somebody else's ticket somewhere. No, you have to book hers again. That's what Just My Luck is. Every time she tongue kisses that boy, they switch good luck or bad luck. You don't need to tongue kiss your cousin. Certainly not. Maybe book a trip for Oh, I'll be like, oh my God, we're about to turn 35 this year. Where (laughs) you want to go, girl? Flight's on me. Southwest points. (laughs) You need to do it sooner than that. I would just buy her, I don't know, a bus ticket really quick. (laughs) You need to go to the mall. I'll get it for you. Hey, I've got a couple subway rides I'd like to go on. (laughs) So... I don't have any family members who have bad luck with cars being broken into, but I do need to talk about this scene because it was so fucking dark. And I don't mean like dramatic or like traumatic. I mean color-wise. I couldn't see a goddamn thing. felt like I was watching Cloverfield. (sighs) No. 
We are so close to Donnie Appreciation Month, and here comes that mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting it out of my system now. Rebecca's talent to let herself into unlocked places doesn't end with cars. And so when she finds out one of Mark's butt buddies is out of town, (laughs) they let themselves into his unlocked house to hang out, as well as steal a Birkin bag and his car. And the more Mark hangs around Rebecca, the more he starts to love her like a sister. And when your sister asks you to break into Paris Hilton's house while she's hosting a party in Vegas, you do. Mm. Chelsea, I've come with a little trivia. Do you know where you've seen this house before that they filmed in? No. It's Paris Hilton's real house. She let them use it for the movie. That is crazy. (laughs) Did Paris Hilton really have a monkey? Yeah. Wow. And I think she had a pig for a little bit, too. Those survived the coyote attacks? (laughs) <laughs> yeah not tinkerbell right. which they even had to change that dog's name in this movie they named it peter pan <laughs> i love that paris hilton was gonna let you use her house but not be smirched <laughs> for tink's name as nikki's mother warns her you are who you surround yourself with so when nikki and sam begin hanging out with rebecca Lori, and mark nikki does indeed become who she's surrounding herself with because now that she's with these hoodlums she wants to rob that's not how she says it. Basically is. All right. I can't go another moment. I've waited as long as I can. If I was edging, it's time to break out the goon face. <laughs> Hollywood, I beg of you, please stop giving Emma Watson roles where she has to use an American accent. I understand in this role, there's no getting out of it. But in like, I don't know, perks of being a wallflower, one single line of dialogue could explain it. Oh, hey, I just moved from England. Now I can keep my normal accent. <laughs> Jude Law totally keeps texting me. I'm going to meet him later. I don't think she did a bad job, Chelsea. As someone who did just secretly watch the documentary this week, Alexis does voiceovers in the documentary that sound just like that. Like they're in the documentary, which we'll talk about on Patreon, but here I am talking about it, even though I set that rule earlier. Uh But do as I say, not what I do. In the documentary, it is very like Hills adjacent narration. Like while I was doing this, Nick was busy robbing houses of his own. So I know that that is not what Emma Watson watch to prepare because it wasn't out yet but it was very similar does life create art or does art create life do i create murder yours (laughs) well we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one and i want to say once again I do think Emma Watson is very talented, smart, intelligent. She does great work for this world. What does she do? She does a lot of like philanthropic work and a lot of work surrounding feminism and equality for women. And she's one of the few people from Harry Potter who have been vocal standing up against J.K. Rowling's beliefs, which is amazing. But I think it's important that we just understand our limitations. And I'm not out here proclaiming to be the voice actress of our generation, but I do have ears. February is the month of love, so why not show some love to your skin? Most skincare routines only deliver superficial results, but thanks to today's sponsor, OneSkin, you get a scientifically proven treatment that improves the appearance and health of your skin at the cellular level. The secret? OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient scientifically proven to reduce the buildup of senescent cells, those notorious zombie cells that contribute to skin aging. Fewer zombie cells mean healthier, younger-looking skin with fewer lines and wrinkles, reduced age spots, and a stronger natural barrier. 
something that's especially important this time of year. Your skin does so much for you. Return the favor with one skin. For a limited time, our listeners will get an exclusive 15% off their first one skin purchase using the code CUTEONE when you check out at oneskin.co. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with one skin. Now, cuties, I told you a few months ago that a friend had gifted me some One Skin products, and even before they were a sponsor, I was treating it like it was my full-time job. I was truly telling coworkers, I was telling Chelsea, I was telling cuties, I was telling my family members about how much I loved these products. Under eye bags have been a problem for me since I started realizing I was aging, and with the One Skin eye cream, I feel like I'm in my 20s all over again. At One Skin, they combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to create the world's most effective product to target skin aging. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They create next level skincare, and cuties, I truly use it twice a day. Every morning after my shower and every night before bed, OneSkin products are getting rubbed on my face. One Skin is more than skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root causes of aging to help you look and feel your best at every age. So get started today with 15% off using code CUTEONE at oneskin.co. Cuties, that is 15% off oneskin.co with code CUTEONE. After you purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. It's time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with One Skin. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? 
I get it. Nikki should have listened to The Secret, like her mother said, and surrounded herself with people like Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Who would be on your vision board? It would be Beyonce for me. Number one, she's famous. Number two, that's how I act anyway on Twitter. You're familiar. Number three, I think I would really sell a good country album. (laughs) Yeehaw, baby. (laughs) When I told my husband to take out the trash, I sure as hell didn't mean you like that. (laughs) That's from the Jennifer Aniston episode of Saturday Night Live. She also sings, guess I'll get another A-B-O-R-T-I-O and (laughs) one more and then I'll let you answer. Ain't nothing cuter than a fat country baby eating peaches off a hardwood floor. (laughs) I think that on my vision board, it would be Joan Rivers. Ooh. And then if we're manifesting, if we're using the secret right now, the way Andrea has taught us, I would Mm -hmm. like to manifest just a couple of things. Number one, I know it's a be careful what you wish for type of situation, but I want people on Reddit, specifically blog snark, to tell other people to listen to our show. I'm going to just put that out there. And And so so it is. is. Also, I would like (laughs) to manifest enough Patreon subscribers that we can do this full time, but we don't have to become one of the podcasts that has like a thousand ads a week. Mm -hmm. That's all I want in life. And so it is. And finally, I want to manifest for the both of us. I wouldn't want to do it myself. I'd be afraid. But I want the both of us to be guests on Jeff Lewis Live because I think we would be good at it. And And so so it it is. is. So Nikki wants to rob, and rob they do, and go on joyrides with stolen drugs, and get in car accidents, and use their computer filters to make music videos while wearing skinny scarves. I want to do more sniff drugs. Watching this movie... Chelsea, after watching this movie, I have been pretending to do sniff drugs in the mirror all week. I look so good. You can zoom in. Hot. I look so good. (laughs) You worry me sometimes, Donnie. This troubles me. To quote Tim Gunn, this troubles me immensely. Well, a couple things. Number one, I can tell that you are not somebody who's ever done many sniff drugs because you're calling them (laughs) sniff drugs. And number two, I am worried for you because given sinus issues, etc. I don't think that's a good path for you to go on. I think we stick with the miming of the sniff drugs. Wouldn't? No. In theory. No. You think it's going to open your nasal passageways? Well, here's the thing. My dad has a hole in his nostrils. From what? Well, anybody else, I would say, like, you're lying. It's from sniff drugs. But the doctor said, you're lying. It's from sniff drugs. And my dad absolutely it is not from sniff drugs. He's never smoking a cigarette. Nothing. Like, yeah. he is a big old loser. So it is <laughs> not from a sniff drug. He is a loser. <laughs> if your nose has a hole in it, though, it would be easier to breathe, I think. I don't think so. I think it's kind of like if a tree has crashed through a hallway, okay, I guess the airflow is better, but also it's raining on your head. Yeah. I get it, but if the fucking hole was on the outside of my nose, Chelsea, I wouldn't do it. But on the inside, who cares? Well, maybe Miss Frizzle can take the magic school bus inside and show you from within, because I don't think I'm getting through to you. But I think that the third important reason why sniff drugs should maybe 
not be a thing in your future is we haven't talked about the side effects of the sniff drugs. And I think that in terms of chaos, energy, and impulsivity, I think you're doing just fine without it. I agree. Number one, in the moment, I agree. And also, Candace Cameron might have the soul of a devil, but she doesn't do sniff drugs and because of that she's one of the prettiest people I've ever seen so it is just a fact it is just a fact people that don't do sniff drugs do age better and look better so I'm gonna stay off the sniff drugs but I am probably gonna especially in a backwards hat I'm gonna pretend were you ever one of the kids that sniffed the pixie sticks absolutely not (laughs) I have better shop shoving it up my asshole I would never fake sniff anything. I would never fake sniff anything, says the man who's just spent quite literally five minutes of this podcast pretending to do sniff drugs. (laughs) Much like me at Old Country Buffet, when you have a small taste of what you want, you can never have enough. And soon, the nights rummaging through Paris Hilton's closet become nights in Audrina's closet, and Orlando Bloom's, and Rachel Bilson's, and Megan Fox's. The Audrina scene that was filmed in that glass house that was, like, completely silent, the studio wanted to, like, get rid of it. They were like, this is boring as sin. Please get rid of it. But then it was critics' favorite part of the movie. It was like Family Circus, where you could watch the connected dots (laughs) run through the house. (laughs) Also, another thing about this glass house... It is so much nicer than Aldrina's real house. When I watched the documentary and they showed her real house, it was a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have three things about Megan Fox's house. Mm -hmm. Even though at this point I had not watched the documentary, even though I'm 99.97% sure there is no murder involved in the bling ring, when Tess was waving that gun around, I was so anxious, my stomach was in my butt. Yeah, that was really scary that scene is where the american horror story girl did an excellent job like that was really fucking scary they did a great job of just capturing how reckless and stupid the kids were yeah like it is really actually amazing that none of them died given their drug use given what they were doing given them just being fucked up and driving around la it's crazy yeah a couple weeks ago A cast member on Love is Blind said she looked like Megan Fox, and then the internet ate her up because she doesn't. But I did message her and say, I understand. I, too, look like Megan Fox, and people are mean to me. And she said, thank you for your support. I see it. So. (laughs) It's nice that they're forming a Megan Fox delusional support group, the two of you. An alliance. And a liars. (laughs) A few people have told me I look like Megan Fox. Name them. Name them. <laughs> to quote Sutton from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, name After they fucked me, I forgot their name, Chelsea. Oh, so they said it before they fucked you. But I didn't ask. I was like, what celebrity do you think I look like? And they said Megan Fox. You said, what celebrity do you think I look like? And then you performed an Amy Poehler, Mean Girls, stage mom <laughs> situation where you were miming, Megan Fox, Megan Fox. <laughs> That is not true. It was because I had dark hair and light eyes and bushy eyebrows. People got it. Just because you don't, I don't know what to tell you. But I like saying it now because then people that aren't demons like you feel bad. So they say, I don't see it, but I do see Taylor Lautner. I'm like, okay, okay. We still get a compliment out of you. 
And where do they get the name Taylor Lautner? No, that is people that worked in Hollywood, worked in the entertainment industry, also got me into bed by saying I look like Taylor Lautner. And then he got fat when I got fat. We are the Lindsay Lohan (laughs) sister split at birth. Stigmatic twins. (laughs) I've gotten Halsey before. Oh, I could see you being related. And the girl from You. I've gotten that one, too. Oh, yeah. I don't love the tone of, oh, yeah. (laughs) No, I need to see you at your most granola for you to look like her. When you're around a campfire, I really see you looking like her. Well, great. (laughs) Usually, I just get whatever latest celebrity has fucked up teeth in Hollywood. They're like, I see it. I'm like, what is it? What is it specifically about that person that makes you think of me? (laughs) Austin Powers, I see it. (laughs) Yeah, baby. I have a little more trivia about... Whose house are we talking about? Megan Fox's. For reasons still unknown, real-life Bling Ring member Diana Tomeo was not a character in this movie. However, in real life, she was the one that would crawl through doggy doors to let the rest of the people in if the house wasn't unlocked. So they kept that little feature that she did and gave it to Emily instead to do. But that is so weird that she wasn't in the movie. That is so weird. But also, I bet that the... Nyers girls were shitting their pants because that was the bombshell that came from this documentary that we're definitely not going to talk about on this main show was <laughs> that Gabby claims that she was there one of the nights and they snuck her mm. through a window. So I wonder when this movie came out, if Gabby was like, holy shit, do they know something? Because it wasn't until the last couple of years that she's admitted that she was at any of the robberies. Yeah. So when the news airs security footage of the break-in at Audrina's, Mark begins to unravel. Rebecca has no morals, though, so it's business as usual. Business, of course, being breaking into Lindsay Lohan's home. How are you with stress? Because I don't care if Rebecca had my family at gunpoint and was threatening to release videos of me blowing Kurt from Glee. I would physically not be able to continue this behavior once videos came out of me. Yeah, I don't think I would double down for sure. I'm pretty good in a stressful situation. You know, they say in Percy Jackson that the reason why people have ADHD is because it comes from demigods because we're meant for battle. And I do believe that because in those stressful situations, I am good because I'm not second guessing my choices. I'm just going with my gut. But going with my gut would not include being like, we should go to Lindsay Lohan's house again. No, I just truly couldn't. I would be walking like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz before like, (laughs) oil can. Like I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe this was a nod to what Rachel's, so Rebecca, but what Rachel's prison coach said. Did you hear about this? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. This is such a burn and so mean and hilarious. But when all of this was coming out and Rachel, a.k.a. Rebecca, was being set up as the one who started all of this and was the mastermind and all of that, her prison coach, Wendy Fieldman, who counseled her before she went to jail, she came forward and did an interview where she said that Rachel was too dumb to heist. And she <laughs> said, to be honest, Rachel has a learning disability. She doesn't have a particularly high IQ. And I find it hard to think that she could have been the one to instigate this whole thing. <laughs> so, like, imagine your prison coach trying to help you out by being like, no, she's a fucking idiot. There's no way she could have done this. Incredible. Which, if we ever get caught doing something, Donnie, just roll the tapes. Just put oh, it on Oh, yeah. They would believe it for us. Yeah. All right. So when Lindsay joins Audrina in releasing security footage, word gets out from everyone they told because they've just been 
openly telling everybody who was involved. And soon, the police are visiting Mark, Mickey, and Chloe's homes with search warrants and leaving with stolen celebrity belongings and Mark, Mickey, and Chloe in the back of police cards. Rebecca is ahead of the game, though, because when the police arrive at her house, she's gone, visiting her father in Vegas. But not to worry, police can travel to Las Vegas, so they scoop her ass up, too. And while Rebecca deletes Mark from Facebook and makes her profile private to distance herself from the scandal, Nikki has other plans to remove herself from the situation. An interview with Vanity Fair. I would have watched an hour and a half of just Emma Watson reenacting the Vanity Fair stuff. Yes. I wish they had leaned into this more. Uh But this was the scene that brought me back in because I do think the dynamic of Leslie Mann and Emma Watson together was magic. Like, number one, LOL, that in the movie portrayal, they had adults and a team and her mom with her because this is based on Nancy Joe's Vanity Fair article where, let's not forget, Alexis was there with the team of camera people and she was all Mm -hmm. by herself getting hugged by Nancy Joe who was saying things were going to be all right as she was like laughing like an evil villain in her lair as soon as I finished that documentary I followed Nancy Joe on every social media I could find (laughs) that tracks I thought it was so funny and I think Leslie Mann is such a great comedic actor and her jumping in she plays Andrea perfectly I couldn't think of anyone else who could play her better not one and I know you can't just make a movie recreating a reality show scene by scene, but like the arrest when they showed up, like there are clearly parts that are mirroring it exactly. Do you know about the arrest being the real police officer? Oh, yes. Wild. That's nuts. And that has to be why Diana, whatever, Tameo was not a character in this movie. Like her family must have known someone in this production. Because why leave somebody out? Maybe. Because Chloe's not important. Chloe was in a lot of headlines, though, because they terrorized her. Oh. Her real name was Courtney. She didn't have a uh-huh. sense of smell. And to get back at her for being a rat, they would leave cans of tuna fish in her car so that she would smell terrible and her car would smell terrible and all of her <laughs> all of her clothes would, <laughs> would smell terrible. And yeah, she didn't know? they also made a parody song. To the tune of Sexy Can I, where they were just making fun of, like, Courtney, can I? And it was just about, like, what a tryhard she was. Uh, I need to find out where you found that out, though. That's not in the documentary, so where is it? Problem with my brain. Who knows? But I'm sure I can find something. Just Google Courtney Bling Ring Tuna Fish, and I'm sure it will come up. Okay. With their... I couldn't do this. I'm just a baby. (laughs) Tore out of the way. It's time for a trial where Rebecca and Mark are sentenced to four years in prison and Nikki and Chloe are sentenced to one year in county jail. What the fuck is the difference between prison and county jail? I thought if you're there for like an extended amount of time, it's prison. No? Yeah. If it's longer than a year, it's prison. Yeah. (laughs) So jails just have open cells that they can put people in up to 11 months and 10 days. That's stupid. Put him into prison. (laughs) Or we could disassemble the prison complex because it's wrong and it's for profit and there are a lot of problems with it intrinsically. But no, so prisons are longer term facilities. And then there's also like usually, but there's overcrowding and such, but there's larger number of inmates. But fun fact, prisons are generally speaking, usually considered safer because they have the infrastructure set up for long-term incarceration, whereas jails, a lot of times that's 
less safe. Mm. There's less precautions in place and stuff. So after 30 days in jail in a cell next to Lindsay Lohan, who got to keep her extensions in, if you were wondering, Nikki wants to make sure people know the real story. At her personal website, like, share, and subscribe. And like, share, and subscribe our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, you can get the real story there as well. Donnie, I have to say, this podcast is magic. I really started out this recording being a giant bitch. I was in a terrible, terrible mood. I still don't like this movie, but I love recording with you, and I had a great time. As did I. I'm looking back fondly on this experience. (laughs) Me too. And that's why, if we got to watch the movies together... We wouldn't even be in a funk. Oh, well, let me add that to my manifestation list. So next to my vision board with all of the things I said before, I feel like we are made for the people's couch. If Bravo ever brings Mm. back the people's couch, where do I sign up? We would be so good on the people's couch. We would be. Top tier. And so it is. So final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would you cast or what would the plot to a sequel be? Okay, so I would want, sorry about it, this exact same cast, except switch out Tess with Lindsay Lohan with that little boop piercing right above the lip. And then I just want them to make a movie about behind the scenes of Pretty Wild. Like what was really going on, the drug withdrawals when they were in Cabo, a deeper dive into Andrea running a brothel, whatever she Mm -hmm. did. I don't know. Like all that kind of stuff. Okay. I could be into that. I like that. I'm doing a redo. I'm going to take us in a time machine. We're going back to 2013 and we are recasting this movie we can keep leslie mann she Uh nailed it i'm actually i'm fine with the other bling ringers i cannot stress enough how bad the casting of alexis (laughs) and tess were because as i mentioned before this movie was filmed in 2013 gossip girl had just ended we are still in the era of pretty little liars there was even that like terrible carrie diaries show that Mm -hmm, popped up like there were plenty of actresses who were capable of this so i think Leighton Meester as Alexis, and then Ashley Uh Benson as Tess. I would deal with it. Yeah, like Ashley Benson with a black box dye job. Uh Uh-huh. Because Ashley Benson in Spring Breakers is basically just Tess. Yes. So final, final thoughts. What aged well about this movie and what aged like blockbuster? I have a lot. So first, what aged well? There is still an unhealthy obsession with peeking into the lives of celebrities. And then there's the even thinner line now than before of like between the lives of them and the lives of normal people Mm -hmm. like before they used to feel out of touch and then during the time of the bling ring they felt a little closer and now i feel like they're in your back pocket there's literally storylines on real housewives every single season that have to do with like bravo bloggers or bravo podcasters who are influencing now the bravo shows it's a very Uh incestual little pool we've got going on it's sick is what it is (laughs) but i think that that aged well also it is still fun to watch people commit crimes but even more fun to watch their downfall you can eat that right up now blockbuster it's brilliant don't touch it however one tech thing that is semi-blockbustery they wouldn't oh wait no don't touch it because my blockbuster thing is about the documentary not even about this movie the documentary that we will not be talking about we will not be talking about this documentary okay so this movie is not perfect i will say that they absolutely nailed the era that they were going for i think that They captured what it felt like to be a high schooler during that period of time 
100% they got it. I think what ages poorly like Blockbuster is it being based on the Vanity Fair article. Nancy Joe Sales was taking advantage of a very vulnerable girl who was addicted to heroin, who uh-huh. did not have parents around her navigating this total shitstorm of a media cycle, who was in active addiction and who clearly was not in the mental state to be giving an yeah. interview like this, not to mention then giving an interview that is going to like make your career. So the fact that she not only capitalized off of that moment, but then went on to create this entire blockbuster hit movie starring the very stars that were like involved is troubling and it also just paints the picture of like how dedicated she was to not capturing any of the people involved in a well-rounded understandable way. So what's the bad part? (laughs) Also the police officer being involved like there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that were a little bit off but that being said I think that God damn, do I like this movie now? No. I think I just like you. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop talking now because that's as close as I'm going to get to being nice about it. Okay. So that is the end, cuties. Next week. One second. I've been planning this from the beginning. You just did a Mr. Rogers change. <laughs> you essentially just spiritually took off your jacket and put on a cardigan. Next week begins Donnie Appreciation Month. <laughs> so get ready because we will be covering Red Eye starring a one Rachel McAdams and you can yell at me in the DMs, cuties. I don't care. Cillian Murphy. Silly Cillian and that silly little eye of his. God save our souls. So cuties, drink your water, eat your vitamins, pray to whatever deity you believe in. I myself will be getting down on my knees for Annie Camden this holiday season. And God save our souls because his reign of terror has begun. And look, I found the pocket with a tissue inside. (laughs) Okay. Say goodbye, Don. All right. (laughs) We will (laughs) We will talk to you later. Love Love you like like a sister. sister. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One. If you want more, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes, as well as even more bonus content. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. And to help us grow this community of chaotic cuties, share an episode with a friend you think would pass the vibe check. And to see the madness, check out our YouTube channel, where video footage from all current episodes are posted weekly. You can follow me at RealDonnyWood on Instagram and all other social media platforms. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChels. Talk to you you later. later. Love Love you like like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.